welcome to the season two premiere of Behind the Study. My name is Brian, and I am thrilled to be back hosting this podcast on behalf of Ryerson University's Institute for Hospitality and Tourism Research. If this is your first time listening, this podcast is about exploring research beyond any particular study. Instead, I examine the lives and careers of the people doing this work to get an in-depth look at what a career in research can be. We're kicking things off this season with our first industry guest, Kelly Galaski. Kelly is the Managing Director of Symphony Tourism Services, a division of the Thompson Okanagan Tourism Association in BC. She came into this position following an over 10-year career working at Planetera, a nonprofit organization dedicated to sustainable community development through travel. This episode will cover Kelly's experience learning Spanish in Costa Rica, the importance of intercultural communication, the success of the Parwa Community Restaurant Project, and much more. Without further ado, here's Kelly talking about how she got her start in the tourism industry. So I I have been in tourism ever since I graduated from the uh, SHTM program at Ryerson in uh, 2001. So I, yeah, when I studied back then, a huge influence on me was uh, a trip that we took around uh, Jamaica as a research trip to understand sustainable tourism versus mass tourism. And that kind of thing got me sparked into uh, sustainable tourism from early on. So it's been about 20 years now of my career working in tourism and um, it's my passion and, and what, I, what I love to do. I'm now the managing director of Symphony Tourism Services and we uh, provide support to businesses and regions um, destinations uh, management organizations and in, in communities around around the region and the and the province to understand um, market trends their customers do research-based uh, marketing and uh, it's part of the Thompson Okanagan Tourism Association that is 100% focused on making the Okanagan a very the Thompson Okanagan region a uh, a sustainable and responsible destination. So really pivoted from destination marketing to destination management um, at the forefront of all of the tools and metrics to determine a destination sustainability. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. So just to catch you up to speed, if you uh, haven't listened to this podcast before, um, really the idea of this is to explore the people doing hospitality and tourism research and uh, particularly looking at their careers and the impact it's had both on the industry and on themselves. I'm hoping that you can bring us through kind of the highlights um, and milestones of your career. I know maybe we we start with this trip to Jamaica you were talking about. (laughs) And from there, what are some of the places you've been, things you've gotten to do? From that moment in in the final year of uh, my graduating year was when I had the you know the beginnings of of learning about sustainable tourism, and then I actually um, took a job working in in accounts receivable. <laughs> it was my first job in uh, as a graduate in a Delta Hotel, 
And, um, but I, I knew pretty early on that I wanted to travel. And so about a year and a half later, I went to uh, Costa Rica and I took some Spanish lessons and I still didn't quite know what, what I was going to do. So then I, I did some more working in hotels. So I, I did a lot of different jobs in the hotel industry, which, which really helped me understand hospitality and how the businesses work from, from food and beverage to front desk and, and the accounting bit. And, um, and then I, I had worked in resorts in, in the Rocky Mountains and and then I was, I, I just had a real travel bug. So I went and taught English in Korea, um, which was, was totally unrelated to tourism for a year, but at the same time was a real push for my comfort zone to go to, um, to live in, in, you know, I had been in Costa Rica for a couple of months, but to go for a whole year um, on my own and, um, and live there. It was it was a, a fascinating, incredible experience um, with challenges, but it, it really taught me, you know, I can travel anywhere. Uh, and so I did some more traveling in, in Southeast Asia. And then I tried to figure out, you know, what, what my next move was and uh, end, ended up deciding to go and do a master's degree in environmental studies, because by that point, I was really become becoming more passionate about environmentalism and I thought you know I really wanted to do something related somehow and I didn't know if I would stay in tourism but once I was there at York doing that degree I kept being you know being pulled back into into tourism and and wanting to relate the two so I ended up uh, doing my research in Costa Rica on community tourism planning I'd, I'd say a theme in there was Learning new, um, new, learning new areas. So getting my mind open to new aspects of the industry. I ended up then getting, um, after first year of my master's, an internship in Jamaica on community tourism as part of a as part of a small nonprofit organization there. And I didn't know anything about community or organizing at the time. I was more on the, you know, I had hospitality and tourism experience, um, and had started studying sustainable development and then got introduced to this whole new world really. And how does tourism play into international development and community development? And that became my, my focus and really my, my last, you know, my, my life's passion essentially mm -hmm. for the last uh, 12 years. And I, so I was able to do community tourism planning in, in Costa Rica for my major work. And then, and then from there, um, became fluent in Spanish. And so that opened up a whole opportunity for me to, to do uh, Latin America work for, for seven years at Planetera Foundation, which is where I, I really focused on community tourism, enterprise development, experience development. And, uh, and we developed um, a, you know, a, a global program of, of community tourism enterprises. Um, now they're, they're, they're getting close to a hundred of these enterprises launched around the world. And um, yeah, I think the, the fact that I, from an, the early, early on, I really saw that Spanish as, as a key um, to be able to work internationally. So whatever language it may be, I think is really, uh, really key for people to, to, if they're interested in international work. This new phase of my work being more on the um, research and, 
consulting side is, is, is also a, a new growth area for me uh, taking some of my experience and adapting it to a new environment here working in BC and, um, and having research be a big focus now with uh, data um, market research. And uh, it's, it's fascinating and it's such a, a tool that it's, it's needed for businesses to understand and adapt particularly this year and become more resilient. Definitely. And I, I mean, you were saying with um, TODA that the, their focus is on the sustainable development of the destinations. What other sort of facets within tourism do you think you'll be um, working with more closely in your role? Well, one of the major things that, that um, my division of the business symphony uh, focuses on is, is uh, market research and understanding travel patterns, customer uh, market segments, um, the different profiles, and then and then helping uh, rural communities uh, with their tourism development by using that data and, and small businesses to adapt and, and understand the marketplace and who their customer is and things influencing their, their decisions, particularly now with the pandemic and pivoting their their strategies to try and, you know, save their destinations and their businesses. I'm curious about what got you interested in doing this for your career. Yeah, I think when I was working in hotels, um, I felt like I was working for a business, but I didn't really, I, I didn't feel like um, a connection. I always thought it was fun and especially working in resorts and stuff, but I felt like I was missing something and, um, I thought that piece was more from the environmental perspective, like what could I do? I wanted to learn how to help businesses become more sustainable. But when I started learning about all of that, I started thinking, well, well, what about tourism? How can tourism not just be more sustainable, but um, when I got introduced to the idea of community development, I thought, well, how can, you know, how, how can tourism help improve lives? Can, um, create benefits for people. I, I really saw the connection of, um, you know, the wonderful, incredible experiences and cultures around the world that, and how if, if people have the opportunity to share that um, and to, you know, increase their, their skills as, as managing their own businesses to be able to take advantage of, of, of that opportunity, um, you could, you could create a lot of a lot of benefits and a lot of opportunity um, anywhere, really. So I just became extremely passionate about that and working with people who who could see that tourism could be a benefit, but maybe weren't sure how to how to get there. That that really leads me into my next section of the interview, which I call the results. Getting to you know experience those cultures and and work on those projects. What sort of impact does that have on on you as a person? Yeah, well, getting out into the field and meeting, uh, meeting people who you know, have their tourism dreams, I guess, and um, have ideas and, and just, you know, they can see they can see what pot the potential would be. But um, like I said before, that, that there's some there's some steps along the way that if they just had a bit of support, um, they can really flourish. And so so to see, you know, a group of women who who didn't really believe in themselves before, but um, had the opportunity to, to start their own business and got some training and got the, 
the got some experience hosting guests and interacting with travelers from around the world. Um, and then, you know, having to learn by doing and, uh, and starting to see some income come in and, and having that, that economic empowerment really and, and control to, to, to invest it in the things that they need as well as back into the business and grow on a personal level to be part, to be part of that process. And it, it's like a sort of facilitating and in, in the sense it's like um, people have, have the ideas and they, you know, like any entrepreneur, they just need some, some support to get their business off the ground. So being that, that conduit um, is, is incredibly rewarding for, for the organization that you do that through as well as, as an, as an individual. Have you encountered certain challenges or obstacles doing this kind of work? And if so, what's, what has it sort of taken to, to overcome them? I mean, I would say early on, I was always terrified of things not going to plan or things not working out. I would spend so much time trying to plan a, a, a trip, like a research trip. So our research trips, we would call them research trips where we were looking for communities to partner with, uh, to go into the field, to meet the people and talk to different organizations. And I would plan it out so meticulously and um, be, you know, so afraid that something might not work out. But so, you know, once you learn that things don't usually go to plan and you have to adapt and, and um, make decisions on the spot and, and that it works out maybe just in a different way. Um, it's just, it, it's a part of, of growing and a part of, yeah, adapt, but also just uh, not, not stress about the little things as much, but think, think bigger picture. And so um, that's been, that's been a big part of, I guess, growth for me as, as being able to, to step back and, and, and see how, you know, things, things will work out. It just may not be the way you originally planned, but that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Still be, still be, you know, diligent about planning and trying to mitigate the risk and, and um, being adaptable is in international work and, and community work. Uh, you, you just have to, you have to plan well, um, but be open for, for changes. And, and I would say not, not necessarily um, based on their culture as in culture that we would normally think of it, but, but work style and, and, you know, being really attuned to how, how people communicate differently in different places and um, what, what things are, are acceptable and, um, just knowing that you're always a guest and, and having that respect and taking that through your, your own travels as well. I think, you know, if everyone thought that way when, they, when they're traveling, <laughs> we could have a lot, uh, a lot better interactions between locals and travelers, right? So um, that's been a, that was a big learning point, I think, for me throughout these years was to really understand that I am a guest and how can I adapt to the environment that I'm in and, and and benefit so much by learning that too, right? So. Mm -hmm. That's a really good, uh, I think that's advice that can really be applied to anyone <laughs> traveling or or even just in other sort of circumstances. It's important to be flexible, adaptable, as you said. I know we're, we're uh, getting to the end of our time here. So I'm just wondering to wrap it up, if there's um, one sort of place or project that you've gotten to work on that 
really stands out to you or has had the biggest impact on you is I don't know if you're able to kind of isolate just one one of those experiences but if there <laughs> is I'd, I'd love to hear it and what you've learned from that and carry with you yeah I think um my my <laughs> my former team and the colleagues at Planetera would would laugh because I, I usually I often use this this example because it had such a profound impact on me and um, it was the development of the Parwa restaurant. So it's, um, you know, it was a big ambitious project. It was part of um, funds granted by the Inter-American Development Bank and G-Adventures to develop a, a restaurant in a village, um, starting from scratch. Essentially, the village was was selected because um, of, of their interest to, to benefit from tourism along the route in Peru between Cusco and Machu Picchu. And um, they had received various training on, on cooking, on hosting travelers. Um, they had, you know, some basis there and just, just they had a building built even that was f empty because some someone had an idea to do handicrafts there, but it wasn't the right spot on the way. This kinds of thing, you know, these kinds of projects sometimes just fail because they don't have um, customers right away and the, 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 it just sort of goes away. So um, the whole planning of that and, and building a, uh, putting in a professional kitchen and doing culinary training and but the whole process of planning the community development goals together you know what did they want tourism to achieve there in their community and then to see it be successful to have um, thousands of, of travelers per year have, have stopping there for lunch and um, be the via the partnership with G adventures as well as they had um, lots of independent, travelers and the, the municipality like to host events there. Everyone really got behind this beautiful uh, restaurant that was based on local uh, cuisine with, with all the different foods grown um, right there on site and sourced from other communities. And but, uh, but the biggest thing was, you know, talking to the women at the very beginning and, and about what it would be like and they just didn't really believe us that <laughs> that they would actually get um you know tourists coming there uh, and and we said no we've got this partnership with with g adventures like this is happening <laughs> they had a chef do the the training culinary training and to see them go like be very nervous at the beginning and then learning all the different aspects and then becoming like very proud in their different roles and then at the end to see them just running around, running this business and, and then using the income for all kinds of projects. It's a nonprofit restaurant. So they've invested in um, an internet and computer library uh, for all the, the village uh, children, um, scholarship program, sanitation, uh, water tanks uh, for improving water security, um, social security program for the elderly. Uh, and they constantly, you know, are investing money back in the business, expanding, doing new programs. It's just completely flourished. And um, yeah, it's just incredible when you when you can have a, a good amount of, of support in terms of a, a good plan and, and um, funds towards it and 
a great market partner to deliver customers. Uh, it's it's really amazing to see what what a community can achieve, and so that that has always had that's always been the one that I use as an example of being a pretty profound impact. Um, there's nice articles from Food Canada about about them, uh, how good the food is there. It's so um, of course you know they're suffering now with um, lack of tourism, um, like everywhere else, and. Uh, we know that, that that situation will improve. And of course, uh, they market to locals like everyone else is these days. So, yeah. Wow. That's that's a big success story. It really was the the gift that kept on giving. I, I really appreciate you you sharing all of that. My pleasure. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if there's sort of any last last notes that you'd like to, to add to this um, before we, we close off the episode. Well, and just I think I'm um, in part of my new role. I've, I'm really be, uh, appreciating research and and what it can do. It's such a tool, and I think not everyone realizes how how important it can be. Of course, of course, it's it's becoming more and more utilized the, with big data and everything uh, being a trend. So it's becoming more and more a part of decision making, and and that's great. So um, it's not. I, it was always interesting to me, but it's definitely um, I'm seeing it now more uh, more in my day to day, and so it's 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 been great to to start to learn a bit more about that and all the tools available to us, and and how that can also help small businesses and tourism destinations improve. I wish you all the best with with your work with Toda. Um, as a BC boy myself, I'm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I hope to get. I hope to get back there soon to visit, and I'm jealous that you're that you get to be there now, especially during winter. But yeah, thank you so much for being on behind the study. Yeah, my pleasure, Brian. Thank you so much for having me today. Once again, this was the first episode of Behind the Study season two. I hope you'll stick around and keep listening in as we have many fascinating conversations with more researchers to come. Behind the Study is a podcast from the Institute for Hospitality and Tourism Research at Ryerson University. Follow us on LinkedIn, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HTM Research, and visit our website at htmresearch.ca. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.